Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 32 of Amber on Podcast. I want to get right down to business because this affects every single one of you. I don't care who you are, man or woman, or your age. Everyone can resonate with today's message, today's story. I care about you, dear listeners, and I believe in using my skills and my hard work and relentless research to help you in the same way that it has helped me. And boy, has this helped me. This podcast is about doing more good, after all. And in order to do more good, you have to know how to learn and how to improve yourself. Otherwise, you aren't going to do more good. You're going to do the same good. And that's just not enough good for you, dear listeners. I know this. So let's get down to business and learn more about ourselves. All right, let's start the show. Today is brought to you by the letter S. S is for stories. I am bringing you an important message about stories, about your stories, about the stories you tell yourself and the stories that you tell other people. Stories help us frame our identity. Stories help us define who we are and what we stand for. Stories are our identity who we decide we are, and where we decide that we fit into the picture, where we fit into the world. So what story are you telling about yourself, to yourself? What role are you playing right now as a friend or a parent or employee or driver or yogi or gym rat? What I want to drive here is that we are all storytellers. And if you don't think you are one, you are definitely one, because this includes everyone. Of course, you might not think of yourself as a storyteller because the media doesn't want you to think that. It would be bad for business. Instead, they want you to think there are rules and qualifications to being a storyteller, that you have to have a degree or an accreditation, a major, a major network backer. Well, not anymore, you corporate fucks. Uh, Sorry, Uh, not anymore, you greedy gut drivers. Now we have the power to share our stories without blessing of a Weinstein or an NBC or whoever else. Now you just need an internet connection and one very important and courageous personality trait, fearlessness. Fearlessness to tell the truth, to be honest, to deliver quality and important information to your reader, your listener, or your viewer. And once you develop fearlessness and are able to couple that with the internet, well, there's no stopping you. Today, unlike 15 years ago, you can make shit happen all on your own. We are all storytellers. And the more we share with each other, the more we learn about each other and about ourselves. That's that's why books are so important. Reading other people's stories gives us a peek into a world outside of our day-to-day life and outside of our feed or our Google trail. Which is, it's important to know, what's the difference between a book and a blog? Sounds obvious, but I, I want to dive in anyway. A book is painstakingly created and published and delivered 
after the author has spent however many months or years toiling over the actual work of creating the book. It's hard to write a book, as we all know. All the best things are hard won. A successful book requires approval from others. A blog requires no approval. This is why books and blogs are different, and you you can't be a reader of blogs and get the same thing that a reader of books is getting. The two forms of writing are not the same. Books deliver more because they require more. I think most people would say that people in general don't read very much, especially these days. People, More people definitely read more blogs than they do books, right? They read more product reviews than they do, than they read books. I have to admit, I was this person too, for sure. I stopped reading entirely once I started working. About three years into my career, I was focused on reading emails and the occasional magazine article at the nail salon. So I would have to agree, books are nowhere as popular as blogs. I actually forgot about the library until I ran out of money for Amazon. That's how far gone I was. So people don't read. I would say that's accurate. My hypothesis is that there aren't enough accessible books for people that they are actually interested in. So blogs are better at grabbing their attention quickly and driving them, you know, just giving them a tiny morsel to sink into, just enough to satiate, a tiny, tiny bit, but leaving so much to the imagination. Versus books are a deep dive. It's way easier to find something that you want to look at on Instagram or on YouTube or on Netflix. You can see your storytelling there and it's easy. So that's where people end up and they don't think they need books as much anymore. They literally, they literally forgot about it, just like I did when I forgot about the library. And I'm telling you because this is important and I'm telling you because it's true. And if you're not reading and learning from books, you'll be at a huge disadvantage. You'll be at a major disadvantage. So don't be the last person at the party to understand what biohacking is. This is wrong. And we, as a society, we need to right that wrong. We need to do better. We need books. Books save my life. What's in a book you definitely can't get from a Netflix binge? It's just different. I had to learn this again in my adulthood, only after I went through something horrible. Only after I exhausted my Google searches and YouTube searches, then, last resort, I found books again. Full disclosure, I went to the internet and then to podcasts and then to books that were recommended by the podcast and written by the podcast hosts. And that's how I found my stories, the stories that actually matter to me from people like me who have had experiences like me and who have gone on to do the things that I want to do. Great and wonderful things. That's how I was able to save my own life, get together a plan, prepare. That's how I got here now with you. And that's how I continue to do better and better and be better. When I started this podcast, I had nothing, literally nothing. I didn't even have enough money to buy a mic, but I started anyway. I used, I just used the mic on my laptop, called it a day. I felt the fear and did it anyway. And now... 32 glorious episodes in, I have not one, but three jobs and a mic. (laughs) And I'm telling you that I found that. I found the answers that I needed in books. And it was only then that I realized at the age of 34 that 
books have the answers that I need from the people who are passionate about sharing their stories. That is why Tucker Max is a name you need to write down right now. And remember, Tucker Max is the man, a man, who was interviewed on the James Altucher show recently. And he had so much wonderful news to share that I just had to share it with you, my dear listeners. So Tucker, he is an author. You might have heard of his very famous book, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, sold 3 million copies without the help of any media, and went on to do an off-Broadway show and a movie based on the book. The remarkable thing about Tucker's success with this book is that he did it all. All 3 million copies sold with zero help or support from the media. In the interview on this episode of The James Aldridge Show, he goes into greater detail, but the gist of the message that I want to share with you today is that you do not have to fit the mold of the media or the gatekeepers. You can choose yourself and choose your own path, just like Tucker did. And you can have the same or better success than Mr. Tucker Max. Allow me to explain. Tucker Max tells the truth. That's what he stands for. That's his shtick. That's his mantra. Tucker is honest. So when he wrote his book, I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, and it was honest, brutally honest, there was an incredibly strong reaction to the book and the stories in the book. The stories shocked people. I mean, they really shocked people. And Tucker found himself at the center of two opposing groups. The first group were the people that loved him for telling the truth. But the second group, the other group, hated him for bringing forth the truth. They called him out for not fitting into the mold of what was acceptable. But at the end of the day, what brought him success and fans and money and freedom was telling the truth. Tucker stood up to the world and he told his real stories and he used his real name. Which, if you haven't done this before, if you haven't shared your stories, I can understand why it might sound absolutely terrifying. Trust me, it is. (laughs) But like Tucker says, you got to ask yourself, am I going to speak my truth or am I going to be silenced? And this is where Tucker said something super important that we all need to hear. When James asked him how he got through the media storm of everyone hating him. How did he go on and basically say, fuck the haters? And what Tucker says is that he kept, he keeps his circle of people whose opinions he does care about. He keeps that circle of people whose opinions he does care about very, very small, which makes perfect sense now that I'm saying it to you out loud. But for me and for every single day of most of my life, I have very much been trying to please the masses get the most likes, get the whatever, do the right thing. And I know that social media and the internet has only exacerbated this for me. And Tucker says that for most people, it's very large, the people whose opinions they care about. It encompasses so many they and them. And when he asks people, who is they? Define they. Most people can't even define that. Or if if you do get them to define it, they'll say things like society or my friends. And he'll say, well, what friends? And when you really get into it, eventually, when you really get to the core, it's a lot of the time it's their parents. Or you, you said you get that a lot. What will my mom think? And that's when Tucker says, first of all, 
whose life are you living? Yours or hers? And second, if your mom doesn't love you for expressing who you truly are, then I got to wonder about certain aspects of that relationship. So what does that tell me? Is that I don't need to give people who don't matter permission to dictate my life, and neither do you. The fact is that some people don't want to break out of the change. They want the excuses because it keeps them safe and take as many risks. They don't have to be like different from anyone else. But it's really up to you if you want to be safe or you want to be free. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Another reminder from Tucker. He says that there's always that crowd that's going to hate you for your growth, for your reinvention. If you reinvent, if you grow, people will not like you. You will have haters. You have to decide who who you are living for. Are you living for you or are you living for the haters? Live for you. Choose yourself. It's super common for people to shit on you. That's going to happen. There are two ways you can react to it. You can, number one, internalize it and make it about you. Or, number two, you can realize that it's their decision. And you know now who they are as a person, and you don't have to deal with them anymore. You won't deal with them anymore. It's not that it doesn't hurt. It hurts a lot. But you you can deal with that in the moment and move on and move forward with your life and, and only have people in it that give to you what you give to them. It takes courage to sit there and understand, okay, not everyone's going to like me, especially when you do something or you create something and you put your honest, true self out there. Don't be afraid of this. Feel the fear and do it anyway. When someone sees you grow, for the most part, they'll either root for you and they'll see something you did and say, you deserved it and you worked hard. Tucker says, depending on the type of person that they are, they'll hate you because sometimes they'll just hate you because your success to them reflects on their lack of success. They didn't work as hard, didn't do the things necessary to get promoted. They can turn it inward and take responsibility and take action, or they can externalize it and come up with a story that you sucked up to someone and you're taking credit for someone else's work and to make you an evil person. The best way to look at this is to realize that truly you aren't competing with anyone. Truly you aren't competing with anyone. Someone else's success does not distract from your own ever Ever, ever. Someone else's success does not distract from your own. There's enough room for everyone, for all of us to be successful. This isn't easy to do. I am certainly not able to do this all the time. This is not easy to do, but it's worth it for your own well-being. Don't trash other people's success. Take responsibility for your own success and your own shit and your own life without comparison. This is your bag. Nobody has what's in your bag. Everyone has their own bag. Now, the next thing I want to cover today is about how and why this happened for Tucker. Granted, his book was published 10 years ago, and there have been enormous innovations in the way that we're able to market ourselves. So what's the point? I'm going to share the same story that Tucker shared in this episode with James Altucher, and it's a story Well, it's a fable, actually, and one you've probably heard. I have to admit that I heard it, but I had zero idea what it meant or symbolized. So this was new for me. Tucker tells a story 
of the emperor, the emperor's new clothes. And so the story goes that the emperor is at his palace and he is approached by a salesman who offers luxurious, beautiful clothing for the emperor to wear, to purchase and wear. The salesman tells the emperor all about how beautiful the clothes are. And when the emperor asks to try on the clothes, the salesman politely asks the emperor, emperor to strip down to his underwear, which he does. And the salesman pulls out the clothes and he dresses the emperor, explaining that only the, the smartest people can wear his magical clothes because only the smartest people are smart enough to see the clothes, which appear invisible to everyone else. So the, the emperor happily buys his invisible smart people clothes, and he has a parade to celebrate his new wardrobe. And at the parade, all the people in the village and all the people working for the emperor all pretend that they can see the clothes, even though the emperor is walking around naked, just in his underwear. Until a child, an innocent, honest, truthful child, shouts at the top of her lungs, hey, why is the emperor naked? And then everybody snaps out and uh, snaps out of it and realizes that they've been duped, that he's naked. Only that's our modern day snowflake version. In the actual version, in the real fable, the original story, the same thing happens and the kid cries out, hey, the emperor's naked. But instead of everybody jumping on board with reality, they kill the kid for not going along with the story, with the fake story of the fake clothes. They kill the kid. Now, bring it back to where we are today and to Mr. Tucker Max. With this story, Tucker is illustrating a really, really important point. Tucker's point is that most people are doing this today. Most people are participating in the crowd at the parade, just like in the story. And the crowd is us. And the parade is Facebook, uh, BuzzFeed, Instagram, Fox, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, and everyone or most people are looking on at these major media outlets and thinking, yes, this is news. Yes, this is the real world when you and I both know it's not. So Tucker went on to sell three million copies of his book, right? More books and started a company that's responsible for publishing books for other people who want to be honest and share their true life and their true hearts in a book by telling stories. Tucker started Scribe Media, which I'll link in the, sh in the show notes. He founded Scribe Media to help other people tell their stories. People like Tiffany Haddish, The Last Great Unicorn. That book is one of the best books I have ever, ever, ever read. You must read her book. She's a comedian, if you don't know who she is. She grew up in, a fo in foster care, and she's real and honest, and the book is absolutely a thrill and will make you laugh and smile and cry. Tucker Max was hand-selected by Tiffany Haddish because honesty and integrity are two very important traits to her. So they worked together on her number one best-selling book, and, they've con and, and he's continued to work with many other world-class authors. Again, I'll link in, in the show notes to Scribe Media so you guys can see for yourselves. So how can you get started? What does this mean to you? How can you start to get your message out to people? Tucker has advice for that too. First of all, he says that you don't get a bunch of yeses to do it. You just do it. Now, why don't people do it? Most of the time, almost all the time, it's because they don't know how. It's because they're scared of being judged, scared of being disliked, misread, misunderstood. Many people worry that nobody will care, which is true, so don't get it twisted. That's some of the best advice I've heard when it comes to sharing your work. Tucker says, 
Just accept it. No one will care because no one cares about you. And no one cares about your stories. No one. They only care about themselves and what your story will do for them. So why would somebody read something that's not about them? Why would they look at some website that's not about them? Why would they follow someone on Instagram that's not about them? People care about things. They pay attention to things. They read things and they listen to people because they do something for them. People only care about themselves. So find a way to remind them about themselves and they will care about you. Simply because you are reminding them of themselves and they can relate, they can grow and understand. And that's what it makes a story resonate. And having the opportunity to publish a book and share your story is a huge privilege. I don't care if you write a book for 10 people or 10,000 people, just sharing your story. Whatever story you want to tell is such a gift to the world. Imagine a world where everybody did this. Imagine if your great-great-grandmother wrote a book about herself and her life It's like a short book, like 50 pages, and your great-great-grandmother wrote this book, and she dedicated it to her family or to all her great-great-granddaughters. And there you are, 100 years later plus, in 2018, and you get to read the book and hear the stories. I think that's a wonderful thing. I love books. I love people who write books, and I love people who help people write books. I love Tucker Max and James Altucher, and most of all, I love you, dear listeners, for being so dedicated to the journey, your journey, to do more good for more people most of the time. Have you rated the show? I would love it if you did. It helps me. It shows me you care that you listen, and it helps other genius angel brains find the show too. So if you would please leave me a rating, a review, and don't forget to subscribe for new updates. You can get all of the show notes at my website, mytalkingdollars.com. And until next time, stay gorgeous, you lovelies. Thank you. Love you. Bye. You know, one great way to learn about yourself is the five-minute journal. This is a great way to get to know yourself so you know better what your message, what message you want to share. If you are ready or getting ready to share your message, it only takes five minutes, and there are two small sections. One you fill out in the morning and the other at night. My favorite question in the five-minute journal is the last one of the day, the last question you answer at night. And it's, how could I have made today better? I love that because it helps me set a good intention for the next day. It gives me hope that I can do it tomorrow. This is a really, really great journal. They put a lot of thought into it, and it, it really shows. You will feel different after a few days, guaranteed. And it's made by friends of Tim Ferriss, so that means it's extra good. Well, I mean, we all want to be like Tim Ferriss, right? Or at least like be his friend. So that'd be rad. Okay, that's it. Talk soon. Love you. Bye.